My name is Ramika, and this is where I share everything I know about how to outlive and heal from childhood trauma. I truly believe it comes down to two concepts, learning how to love in a healthier way and learning how to matter in a meaningful way. We'll walk through practical and maybe sometimes even challenging ways to heal so that you can love and matter with more impact. Welcome to Kimfolk. I think one of the hardest things to do is to stay present. And I mean, if you're anything like me, I'm constantly thinking, what is the next step that I need to take in order to be at this point in three months, five months, six months from now? And it can just get consuming, right? Like I start breaking down each day and each minute. And sometimes it can really help work me towards my goals at a faster pace because it helps me stay focused on what I'm doing and the next steps that I need to take. But I find that when you're constantly living in the in the future and for the future, you don't really get to enjoy this specific moment. And, you know, I hang around a lot of older people and I remember one of them just saying one time like, man, like I wish I knew at the time that I was living in the days that I would talk about today. And I mean, it's like one of those nuggets that I just haven't stopped thinking about. Like they're in their 70s now or 60s now, and they keep retelling the same stories from when they were in their 20s. And the weight of that statement is that when they were in their 20s, they never considered that they were already living their glory days. And I think the encouragement in that is that they're telling me at the time that I can choose to do something different, that we can choose to do something different. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, We all have the ability in this present moment to change the way we choose to live each day going forward. And so I thought it would be the perfect time to talk about how to get present in your life right now, how to stop getting so consumed with thinking about the future and the next steps to take and to really encourage yourself and push yourself to stop living in the past moments that you had and keep reliving those and revisiting those and staying so stuck because you're thinking behind. How do you get present in this moment? And I really think that these are the three places you can start. The first one is you have to figure out a way to get organized for you. And this is going to look different than it would be for me. Because for me, if you ask me, I really resonate with more type A's. So if you're more laid back, you don't really like having a written planner and a virtual planner and being on time and, you know, like fill in the blank. If that's not you, then you're probably not going to get organized like me. But the way that I do it, I truly believe, and this won't come as a surprise to those of you who know me, but I believe it starts with the way that you live in your home. And so if your home is disorganized, 
then I truly believe that it distracts you from being able to do anything. Like your time is not yours when your home is disorganized. What do I mean by that? For me, one of the areas that I'm trying to get more organized in this year is on laundry. I hate doing laundry. And so for that reason, I never prioritize it when I'm planning out my week. I never say I'm going to do laundry on this day. And so what ends up happening is my laundry starts stacking up. I hate doing it. So I'm constantly just deferring it to another day, another day. And finally, I run out of stuff to wear and I have to do laundry. And then for like three days, typically over the course of a weekend, because laundry is just annoying in the sense that like, you can't just do it and be done. You have to put it in the washer and then wait for that cycle. And then you have to put it in the dryer and then wait for that cycle. And then you have to fold it and then you have to do it again. Like I hate every part about laundry. It is so time consuming, but it's because of the way that I choose to fit it into my schedule. I'm not organized about it. And so that's one area in my home that consumes my thoughts. Like every time I think about like my my actual goals for myself, which this year is to read more. It's always on my list to read more, but I have a specific goal to read a certain number of books by the end of the year. And I'm not going to share it because I don't want you to compare yourself to me. You make your own goals for that if that's on your list. But I know what that means every night. But the problem is because I haven't been organizing the way that I choose to fit laundry into my schedule, anytime I sit down, I am so distracted in my mind because I feel like I should be doing laundry right now, but I'm not. And so it's really hard for me to stay present in the moment and really work on the things that like I really do want to spend my time on, but I'm not able to do them with 100% focus and commitment because my mind is over here thinking about laundry because I haven't figured out how to organize it. And I think that happens for all of us, whether we choose to admit it or not. I think it starts at home. And so what I tend to find too is that typically when there's a lot of things to do at home, you have to do laundry, you have to clean, you feel like you have to vacuum, you have to dust, you have to, you know, your closet's a mess or your refrigerator's a mess or your pantry's a mess or whatever. Like I tend to hear people talk about their homes a lot when I'm just outside. And I'll be like, you know, waiting for a drink. I'll be, you know, like at Barnes and Noble and people talk about their homes all of the time. Oh, I just really need to get organized this year. I really need to clean out my garage. Like it comes up in conversation a lot. Just listen, listen for it if you're interested. But I really think that it consumes our minds And so even when we're out doing other things that maybe we even said we wanted to be doing, we're constantly thinking about it and it prevents us from being able to stay present. So this might be the most simplistic advice, but I want you to consider where in your home you need to get organized and start there because I guarantee you 
the moment you figure out a system to organize that area in your home, you'll be surprised at the amount of mental space that you just freed up. What it also does is it allows you to take control of your time back. Right. Like instead of you feeling compelled or guilty that you're not dedicating it to this other area that needs to be organized, you can be fully present and invested in the things that you want to be intentional with this year. If it feels overwhelming to think about all of the areas that you need to organize in your home, I would just start by breaking down each room. So instead of saying I need to organize my house, break it down, start with a room. And then within a room, start with a specific zone. So for instance, for me, my closet is probably the first place to get out of control because I don't prioritize my laundry. And because that doesn't happen, then it always pours over into the way that I take care of my makeup and my hair care and my, my shower and my bathroom. And then it's like, well, why even make my bed? Because everything is a mess. And, you know, it just starts trickling back. So instead of saying I'm going to get organized with my room, maybe I'm just going to start with my clothes, start breaking it down into specific zones. And then I'm going to start with my hair care. And then I'm going to start with my makeup and then my shower and then my bed and then my nightstand. Break every single thing down into zones and it just helps you not bite off more than you can chew. But I think the biggest priority is learning how to get organized in your home first. Then I would say that the next place is to get organized with your schedule. Every Sunday I sit down and I consider everything that I need to get done for the week. And this is really helpful for me because on Sundays, it helps with the Sunday scaries, like as opposed to being intimidated by the week or just really stressed out or concerned, I'm starting to think through intentionally what actually is going to be happening this week and start naming what feels vague. And that helps it feel less scary especially when it comes down to work. And some days, because I'm thinking ahead before it's happening, I'm able to like log on to my computer and be like, oh, I only have these emails to address tomorrow for work. And, you know, like it just starts getting a lot less overwhelming when it's not as vague. I'm not thinking about my week at large. I'm thinking about each day and how I want to move through my week. So I start with the things that are just set in stone. I work a corporate job. And so that is consistent Monday through Friday from, you know, I just put my time block in there. And then from there, I fill in my next top priority, which for this year, for me, it would be therapy. So I have therapy once a week for an hour. And so I, you know, have that on a set day and... From there, I want to build out my brand. So it's a priority for me to show up on social media. And right now, because I'm in therapy, it might be twice a week that I can commit to. Or, you know, maybe I do have the capacity to show up five days a week. But I want to prioritize that every week. So then I'm thinking about my week at large. And I'm able to say this is what content I want to share. This is the project that I'm going to focus on this week. 
And then next, I'm filling in the flexible things that don't necessarily have to be done, but it would be great if they could be done. Things like, I don't personally give Copeland baths unless I have to, like if something's closed down or, um, you know, like he ends up getting muddy on one of our walks in between his baths, but he has grooming appointments that I'll drop him off for, so I'll get that scheduled. He also does doggy daycare once a week just so that he can get socialized. So I will start filling those in. If I have appointments, if I need to pick up my prescription for my antidepressants, like that gets filled in. Those are the flex things. But this is what it looks like for me to get organized with my schedule. I did put up a reel on Instagram and I went through how I physically plan out my schedule. So you might want to take a look because then you can actually see and I linked everything for you on my like to know it as well. Um, but I order a physical paper planner every single year and I sync it with my Apple calendar because I like filling in the address of where my appointments are. And then Apple will also send me notifications. That's how I have it set up to say, oh, your traffic on this route, you know, looks a little bit more busy. You might want to consider leaving 30 minutes earlier or whatever. So I really like having both because the written planner allows me to put it down on paper and actually be intentional and tangibly see what I need to do that week. Getting organized is the first place to start because then you can start telling your time what you want it to do as opposed to feeling controlled by time because you have all of these things that you haven't figured out how to make it work within your week, right? It's like me actively looking at my laundry and saying on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to prioritize this as opposed to Monday through Sunday, constantly being distracted and it consuming my thoughts with everything I'm doing because I know I'm procrastinating and avoiding it. And then it builds up and then I have to end up spending a weekend doing my laundry as opposed to you know, like getting time with my friends or whatever I really want to be doing. So getting organized is the first place to start. I think on an emotional level and a relational level, it really comes down to learning how to stop relying on the past or the fear of your future to determine what you're going to do right now. What do I mean by that? I think a lot of times, especially those of us who have a lot of trauma, you spend a lot of time reliving the past, right? Whether it's through therapy or, um, you know, like if you go through bouts where you're just really stuck and like, this is what happened and just feeling guilty or maybe there's shame attached to it when you think about the past, but you're really stuck in thinking about what happened and how you responded. And this might seem like some hard love, some tough love, but you cannot change anything about what happened. And I know we say that so much, it's become a cliche, but you really can't do anything about it. So the only thing you can do is focus on what you want to do in this present moment going forward. Do you need to apologize? Do you need to 
just stop thinking about it when you notice yourself starting to spiral? Is there something else you could think about? Do you want to do something different? Do you want to show up differently? Do you want to say something different? You know, like decide what you want to do in this present moment, but you really have to let go of reliving the past. Now, this happens too in relational situations, right? Or when we set ourselves up for a goal or something we want to work towards. A lot of times you can give in to just reliving the past when in the past I've tried this, this is how it worked out. And so therefore, I'm not going to try to do that in this present moment. And why I want you to let go of that too, is because the past really doesn't give you any kind of certainty of what could happen today. Like it's a new day. We have new resources. We have new networks. We're a different person. And so just because you've done it before and that's how it happened, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen today. And I want to encourage those of you who've gone through a lot of trauma to really let go of it because that's a lot of how we learned how to survive. We start using the past as a record or an indicator of how the future or this present moment is going to go. It's like our way of trying to control things because we don't want to end up in a traumatic situation. Or maybe we do, but we want to deal with the trauma that we can understand and that we've already experienced because somehow in this twisted way, we feel like we know how to get through that, but we don't know how to get through something else. And so it's really important when you think about your past, you have to let go of what you thought you knew about that time because with trauma it's tainted and it changes your memories and i don't mean this like it didn't happen or in a way to invalidate you and what you've gone through but that's one of the hardest truths i've had to realize for myself is that because i was going through so much trauma and there was so much happening that i had to leave room for maybe it didn't happen in just the way that i'm remembering it and i'm choosing to hold on to and what am i really gaining by holding on to that memory outside of more pain or more guilt or more shame there's a quote by a monk that says we choose the familiar pain over unfamiliar pain and this kind of goes back to the point that I was making earlier that because we're familiar with the ways that we've gone through trauma in the past, sometimes we try to recreate that in the future because we're more comfortable with the familiar pain. At least you know it. What trying to get present and let go of your experiences, especially those laced with trauma, from your past does is it opens up this world that you can't necessarily guarantee you can control because it's something that you don't know it's an unfamiliar pain but either way it requires that we let go of what we thought we knew it's how we show up differently in our present relationships we have to let go of when we said this that ended up in this situation or laced with this kind of trauma because this is a different person this is a different relationship this is a different day i'm a different person 
And so we really have to let go of the past in order to get present with who we are today and what decisions we want to make today. And that is going to open us up to a lot of unknowns where we can't really control or anticipate it, but that's part of the beauty in getting to become present. It's that you're creating something you've never experienced before. And so it's likely also going to be an experience without more trauma, which is probably a really freeing thought for a lot of us. The last thing is I want you to release yourself of the responsibility to influence others. And this is probably the hardest thing for me because I have really had to overcome codependency in a lot of areas of my life. But one of the things that holds us back from getting present is this belief that what we do or what we don't won't do or don't do is going to influence this relationship or this person or the trajectory of my experience with X, Y, and Z. And I think by releasing yourself of the responsibility to influence someone else, it actually, what's ironic is it gives you the ability to actually influence other people. I think I spent a lot of time with the belief that what I did or what I didn't do was going to either take from someone or give to someone. And so I took a lot of responsibility, and I still do, for a lot of things that aren't my responsibility. And I'm trying to anticipate like five decisions down the road what the repercussions of my actions are going to be on another person. And when you just release yourself of that responsibility, it allows other people to take responsibility for the way that they choose to respond and they choose to be impacted or influenced by the things around them. And it allows me to just be responsible for the way that I'm choosing to live my life and interact with other people and this world. It's really hard to be present when you're consumed with trying to anticipate how things are going to turn out for other people based on what you do or what you don't do. And in order to to try to like map that out and get strategic about it, you really do also have to rely on your past experiences. When you did this in the past, this is what happened for another relationship that's not this person, or maybe it is this person, but at a different point in time. Release yourself from the responsibility of influencing another person. Obviously, what I'm not saying is that our actions don't impact other people, right? Like that would be foolish. Of course, our actions and interactions influence the people around us, but we're all individually responsible for the ways that we choose to react and respond. I used to have someone tell me, and I used to buy into this, that what I did either like took, they would use the term love bank, right? Like it took from their love bank or it poured into their love bank. And that really just gives me way too much power over their life. 
right? Like if I genuinely in the way that I act has the ability to take from or give to this person's experience of life, then that person has given me way too much power. And I used to buy into it. I felt like if I did something or if I didn't do something, then I was going to either take from or be giving to that person. It was very black and white. And something that I'm relearning right now through therapy is that I actually don't have the ability to impact the way that that person experiences their life. They are choosing to see me as a person who has the ability to impact and and change their experience of life. But it doesn't have to be that way for them. And it doesn't have to be that way for me. And so my role is to release myself of the responsibility to have any control over their experience of life and solely be responsible for each minute that I choose to live my life and ensure that it's in line with the values that I'm committed to. And the moment I do that is when I'll start influencing people simply because I'm living my life in a genuine way. It impacts people and it gives you your time back so that you're not so focused on being consumed with how things played out in the past or so consumed with how things might play out in the future. And it allows you to get present in this current moment. So what part of this is challenging you? What part of it do you want to apply to your life? What do you want to change going forward? Let me know in the comments, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm on Facebook for you, but let's plan to talk soon.